Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Kahn. I really had a choice to stay and deal with this or to leave, leave the planet, allow myself to depart. Today on episode 501 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the founder and CEO of Enlightened Leadership Solutions, Ed Oakley. I'm going to ask Ed how wealth, health, and relationships are the key to true prosperity and much more. Find out more about Ed along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Ed, I want to talk to you about how much repeating patterns are costing you. Those patterns are the ones that constantly put you back in debt and have you pick the wrong kind of relationships. They're the ones that keep you stuck. Do you want to put an end to your repeating patterns and finally smash the plateau? Check out the free training offered by our friends, Live at Choice. You can access this free training at liveatchoice.com slash positive thinking. Now let's welcome Ed Oakley. As an executive at HP, founder of Enlightened Leadership and co-author of Enlightened Leadership, which has sold 295,000 copies, while developing leadership from 67 countries, Ed's greatest talent is to see simpler, quicker, and easier ways to solve complex challenges. So when his $3 million per year business floundered and he got sick and wasn't sure he wanted to continue living, and his 20-year marriage ended, he was challenged to learn how to address those big wake-up calls, recover and thrive again. And what he discovered while healing all those areas of his own life is now what he is using to turn around others' lives quicker and easier than ever before. Ed, welcome to the show. David, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Ed, you have had, as I mentioned in the bio that I just, uh, just read, you've had lots of success in your life. I uh, yeah, and you also hit major roadblocks. I sure did, and and you know, and as I look through my life, there there are plenty of roadblocks I hit along the way, but they didn't get my attention <laughs> until a few years ago when the the major ones that you mentioned uh, came around, and I think that's what happens to us in our lives. The wake up calls get bigger and bigger and bigger till we finally address them. Do you think that things? can be different for people if they recognize wake-up calls when they're smaller? Or, or is it just really hard to do until they get really big? I think the really smart people do. <laughs> I think they recognize the wake-up calls when they're much easier. And those people who deal with them are probably some of the most successful people that you know. And the challenge is that many of us, me included, tend to say, ah, oh, that's no big deal. I, I can get past that and just kind of go skirt around the issue rather than deal with the heart of the issue. And that's, I think that's what most of us do. But I sure honor those people who deal with them when they come up. All right. So we'll come back to that. But let's talk about first about the big ones that happened to you and what you did to recover. Yes. Well, the the big one that happened to me about seven years ago was the first thing that happened is my $3 million a year business kind of crashed and burned. Frankly, as I look back at it now, I stopped leading 
And that's the reason it crashed and burned. But literally, over a six-month period of time, we went from $3 million a year and oh, a quarter million dollars in the bank to owing a quarter of a million dollars, <laughs> having no money in the bank, obviously, and having lost a dozen employees or so because we were now in the you know few hundred thousand dollar business instead of three million dollar year business that was that was the first thing that happened and what's interesting is how i at that time how i could look at that and say well you know i I could blame other people for this i could see all the reasons outside of me that was the cause of this and frankly because i didn't was not yet ready to look inside of me and what my issues were, that led to the next thing that happened. That's how I see it now. It's pretty clear to me. Then I got sick, got really sick, had an autoimmune disease, had a rash all over my body. It wasn't pretty, itching continuously. And doctors, all they knew, all they could tell me, and I could not believe a doctor told me this. He said, your immune system is eating its eating your body alive from the inside out. Oh, thanks, Doc. And, yeah. and, and what is the autoimmune disease? We don't know. So all what we want you to do is take cortisone shots to calm the immune system. I mean, taking cortisone shots to calm the immune system is a, a decision to stop the immune system from working. And basically a decision to wither away to die. So I knew that wasn't the solution. So it was in the middle of what I call the dark night of my soul. And I was miserable. This had been going on for months and I couldn't sleep. Uh, At that time, I had moved out of the bedroom from my wife and was by myself dark. I was sitting, rocking back and forth. I could feel the the tears rolling down my cheeks. I could feel myself moaning. The moaning actually helped feel better and just miserable. And I really cried out. I really cried out, God, help me, help me, help me. And I had a mystical experience, an amazing experience in which suddenly everything was quiet and I felt surrounded by, I, I don't know what to call it other than just spiritual beings, but who were obviously there to help me. And, and in that process, my life flashed before my eyes. You've heard this one before, right? We'd heard of people having this flashing before your eyes. And it was all good stuff until right at the end. I mean, I was smiling, just kind of experiencing this. And right at the end, bam, there's a picture of my mother and nothing else. That's it. And the picture of my mother is the picture I have on the wall. I can actually touch it. I just did. Touched it on my wall right here. It's the picture that I know my mom from because my mom died when I was two years old. And what became so clear to me is that the real issue, the deep, deep, deep issue is I was still angry at my mother for leaving me when I was two years old. And later I discovered I was angry with God for having taken her. That was the core issue that I had never dealt with. It sounds like it was really bad. 
once you recognized what was at the root of the problem, how did you turn things around? Well, I like to say that I was guided from that point. I, it was really a decision point in my life, that mystical experience in the middle of the night. And I really had a choice to stay and deal with this or to leave, leave the planet, allow myself to depart. And when I made the decision to stay, I did so with a, a sense that I'd have the opportunity to impact a lot more than the 53,000 leaders I'd already been able to impact through enlightened leadership. And immediately, I was guided to a, a, a book, actually a workbook, that was downstairs in my office library. And I literally hopped out of bed, ran down, su suddenly energized for the first time in a couple of months, ran downstairs, grabbed this, brought it back upstairs, and opened it up. And I'll tell you what it was. It was Heart Forgiveness. It was a workbook called Heart Forgiveness uh, by my friend, now friend, Dr. Ed Carlson. And I started thumbing through this book, and it, it guess what it was about? Heart Forgiveness, it's about anger, anger with yourself, anger with others, anger with God in the world. And it, it, it showed an approach to deal with it. Now, this is, um, and, and this is something that, that I think might be useful to tell here, that the only reason I had not already done anything with this workbook is because it required you to either have a facilitator who could test how you're doing on each of these issues, or you had to learn how to do it yourself how to test. And I, it's energy measurement, muscle testing. It's called different, different things. But some kinds of health care practitioners use it all the time, naturopaths and um, chiropractors. And th the body knows the answers to most any question you ask. Uh, so for instance, there was a, a Dr. John Diamond who wrote a book. Gosh, what was the name of that book? It's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so he he talked about how his psychiatric care was measurably so much better than most psychiatrists because he would ask the person's body what they most needed to work on next. And he it was guided by that. Well, I didn't know how to do this energy measurement stuff. So that was a problem. And I knew in the middle of the night I couldn't get a hold of a facilitator to do this. So I had to learn energy measurement, and it's one of the best things I've ever done. Anyway, so I ended up going through this process, and as soon as I finished Heart Forgiveness, I was led to another, another approach and another approach. I kept being brought these different approaches that I could do on my own without needing outside support. And in the process, I continued to get better and better and better. And I don't know if this is the right time to mention it, but I literally had in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning, two zero zero a.m. on the digital clock beside my bed in Keystone, Colorado. I was literally spontaneously healed of what turned out to be. Now, this might sound really simple to the listeners, but it just turned out to be gluten intolerance and lactose intolerance. So. If I had known that earlier, 
I probably I could have just stopped eating gluten, stopped eating, you know, drinking milk, that kind of a thing. But I didn't. But I was spontaneously healed, and now I can have all the gluten and not that I want to, but all the gluten and and uh, milk and milk products that I want, and it's just not a problem. So that was huge. And but in the what happened here, what really happened here is as I was guided step by step to the next step, the next thing to do, the next thing to do, I learned more and more and more and deeper and deeper and deeper what the issues are that are getting in the way of any issues that we're having with health, wealth, and relationships. I call those the three prosperities. And there are many different factors, but they they all fall into what I what I found. And I think this might be useful to the listeners. There are so many people who teach the importance of mindset, the importance of beliefs. And you know, that is absolutely true, but it's not sufficient. And there are others that teach the importance of clearing the emotional baggage that is stored in the 50 trillion cells of our body, which we know now that I sure had lots of that in my body, throughout my body. And yes, that's very, very important, but it's not sufficient. And then I had an experience where I was led off to a a week-long conference out of the country in, in which I had an awakening experience. And in that experience, what happened really, I realized, was I had a significant shift in my level of connection with source. And it was only after all three of those elements were added together in a synchronistic way that I had the spontaneous healing. And so it takes all three. It takes the emotional clearing. It takes reprogramming of the limiting beliefs. And it takes a substantial jump in the level of connection with source. And it was after all three of those were brought together that I had the spontaneous healing. And it changed my life. Ed, in addition to learning what combination of these processes worked really well for you, do you find that there are certain characteristics of individuals for whom the same combination of processes works really well? Are are there certain situations where this process that you have developed works better than other kinds of situations? Well, yes. And I'll, I'll share what that is. But there's only one reason why there's a yes. <laughs> it's people who have recognized that they are having a wake-up call and it's time to deal with it. Mm. Yeah, because you, you said for yourself, you, had, you realized you had a choice. Yeah. And, and also, David, you know, I, your life has been anything like mine. You have probably, like me, had many little wake-up calls <laughs> in life. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, and they're all learning experiences, learning opportunities. But what tends to happen is most people slough them off. Uh, most of us slough them off when they're little. 
They get a little bit bigger. Well, now we've gotten used to the little piece. So now this one's easy to slough off and this one's easy to slough off. And often people don't say, wow, I've got to do something about this until they have a major wake-up call. And, uh, the, and that's, that's the issue. So the people that, that I work with are those who are having, who've done well, they've had a good life, but all of a sudden they're having a major wake-up call. And as a result of that kind of a person, chances are they, they've lived for a while. I tend to work with people who are in their 40s and above because they've had lots of life experiences. And if they're having a big wake-up call, they're finally ready to deal with it. Now, you mentioned earlier on in our conversation that there are people who address these kinds of smaller wake-up calls when they happen. They don't wait for what seems like a big catastrophe. Yeah, to me, those are the probably the people who, who are on the planet. You know, the Sir Richard Bransons of the world, uh, possibly the Elon Musks of the world, uh, people like that. You know, it's probably those people. I, I don't really know their background, but my guessing, my guess is that when little things came up, they dealt with them early in the process and didn't wait till they got to huge issues. And so some people are wired that way. But I think the majority of us, you know, don't tend to take full responsibility for an issue that's going on and realize that we have the power and the capability to deal with things. It's real easy to have a bit of a victim mindset when they're little things. Even now, occasionally, I'll have something happen and I'll feel a little bit like a victim. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I try to avoid it, but it, yeah. but it happens. Yeah, it, it, it still happens. But now, though, I realize, well, when that happens, okay, what's the message for me? And what is specifically, what little belief or what little trapped emotion is still there that I can, that I can now... I am now ready to release that I've never been ready to release in the past. So it is the people, you know, that come to me are those people who are finally ready to deal with the stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, Ed, congratulations on figuring out what sounds like a really remarkable process and getting it to work for yourself and getting it to work for people you serve. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how your business has now evolved because it sounds like the kind of work that you do has shifted quite dramatically. Well, it sure has. You know, it's kind of interesting. They're not, as I've, I've thought about this, and they're not dramatically different, but here's the difference. When in working with enlightened leadership, you know, as in your introduction, you mentioned that my best talent in my life has been to see solutions to problems that are simpler and more effective than generally what is out there. And I, I see a little piece over here and a little piece over here and a little piece over here. And I have a knack for pulling together those into a way that's uh, simpler and far more effective. I did that at Bell Labs as, a, as an engineer. I did that at Hewlett Packard in, in a couple of executive roles. And I did it at Enlightened Leadership. But Enlightened Leadership Think about it. What enlightened leadership is about 
is being in a leadership role, how do you bring out the very best in the people in the organization? Well, a lot of people used our simple approaches for doing that and were super, uh, super effective, you know, billions of dollars worth of, of changes in organizations and things of that nature, you know, breakthroughs in the leadership they were providing. But, you know, not all of them did because not all of them were ready to use the simple approaches because of their personal struggles. So now I've shifted to the personal struggles. I'm I'm digging, going much deeper, if you will. Hey, yeah, we've always got this five-step framework for dealing with people, uh, you know, that are, that we are leading. That's always going to be there. It'll always be effective and so forth. That's always available. But the person who is in that leadership role or that entrepreneur role or that running your own business role or being a coach or being a consultant, the issues within that person, now I've shifted to how do you bring out the very best in you so that when, so you can be the best leader, so you can be the best coach, so you can be the the best consultant. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So your own personal turnaround is really what drives business success. Yes. Yes, it really is. I'm going to say 80% of the time that it's not external stuff. It's within you. And we all have the answers within ourselves. The key is clearing out the baggage and the limiting beliefs and raising our consciousness to the point that we can see that. Ed, whom do you know personally who's done a really remarkable job of driving the kind of business success that you just described? I get a, a bunch of and my heroes, by the way, are my own clients who had major breakthroughs. And probably my favorite one, because it covers all the areas of prosperity, is uh, Phil. Phil came to me and he's a consultant from California. He came to me and you could tell he was in tears on the phone. Now, we'd known each other vaguely for a few years because we were in the same uh, organizational association together, uh, but didn't really know him well. And But you could tell he was in tears and he said, I think I have destroyed my marriage. Can you help me? And I said, Phil, I think so. You know, let, let's get started. So we started working. Within, I hesitate to say, but it's true. Within a week, he contacts me and he says, everything is good with the marriage. We're back to where we were, maybe even better. I am so grateful for what you've already done. He said, now, gosh, we've got 11 more weeks to work together. <laughs> I, you, you could also help me with my business, too, because it's not as strong as it has been in the past. So we started working on the business. And we were we were effective there, and you know so much so that he's a consultant. And when he when he wrapped up the twelve weeks, he said, "I want to be able to do what you do for my own clients." So he got certified to do the work. And so it was probably a year later. He calls and he says, "Look, it has been so great working with you." He said, "You saved my marriage. I have actually lost sixty pounds." 
my business has doubled. And if you could just solve this one problem that I'm having, you'll be my friend for life. And I said, okay, Phil, I feel really set up, but go ahead. What is it? He said, my right knee and my right hip are killing me like a pain level of six or seven. I have a hard time getting it out of the car. I, if I sit for more than 30 minutes, I have a very difficult time getting up. And my, my clients are starting to notice this and be concerned about my health. And I said, well, you know, I don't, I'm not a healthcare practitioner, Phil, of any kind whatsoever. But let's see what we see. 20 minutes later, I said, uh, walk around the room. So you, you said it was a pain level of six or seven. What is it now? Has it, has it changed any? He come, you could hear him chuckling as he came back to the computer and he says, uh, yeah, it's two or three. It's already, it's two or three. That is awesome. It feels so much better. And I said, well, you know, this could take some time. So tell me over the next few days, just text me if any changes happen. Next day, I got a text, one to two. Next day, 0.5 to one. It was a few days later, he said, no pain for the last few days. It's been over a year now and he's had no pain whatsoever. So that's fun because, you know, his was relationships, his was financial, the wealth of his business doing well, and it was also the health issue. And it's not unusual to, to have that kind of experience with my clients. Sounds pretty remarkable. Ed, what's coming up for you in the near future? It's time to ramp this up. I'm doing well. Financially, I feel good about the difference I'm making. And my, my process has gotten very, very simple. The, the process that I teach people takes them, well, the entire process takes them less than seven minutes a day to change their life in all three areas of prosperity. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to limit this to six to 12 people at a time, you know, the 20 people at a time. It makes no sense whatsoever. There's no reason why in the world I couldn't do this for hundreds of thousands of people. And so I really want to ramp it up. And the key, I think, is just getting attention. So I'm, I'm experimenting, David. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming to your audience with, with the perfect example, although it is in the sense that I'm doing fine. And I, I could, do this for the rest of my life without having any issues financially and those kinds of things. But, you know, I'd be holding something back from the world. So I want to figure out how to do this for a massive number of people. So I'm experimenting. You're going to, people may start seeing videos from me, just little small tutorials. Right now I have a, uh, I, I'm about to send out to the world this what I call a master class. It's 70 minutes of teaching. There's nothing being sold on it. 70 minutes of teaching that teaches what I've learned and different approaches, by the way, that people can deal with emotions, beliefs, and level of connection. Now, because I want to make, I really want to make a point here. People don't have to come to me to deal with this stuff. They just have to know what they have to deal with. So when they realize, wait a minute, beliefs is a big issue, and here are some different resources for doing that, and emotions are a big issue, and here are some resources that, that Ed has found have been useful, that have been very helpful, and here are some resources for how to deal with the level of 
consciousness or connection with source peace, but that's what's needed. So what's happening for me next is uh, ramp it up and see how much difference I can make. And I, and literally, I, I want to shift from a model of, uh, of significantly charging to charging less and less and less so more and more people can be attracted to the work. And Ed, do you have a free gift for our audience? I do. I would love for them to have the experience of my masterclass, and I would love for them to give me feedback about the masterclass, anything they learned, anything they would like to see more of in in it, uh, as I will continue to enhance that as I learn more. So yeah, the masterclass. And uh, do you want me to share that or, or the, the link to that? Or do you just want to put it in the... Oh yeah, you can mention it and then we'll also put it in the show notes. Okay, it's my website is Life's New Game. Life is in plural, lifesnewgame.com forward slash masterclass. And Ed, if someone wants to go deeper with anything that you've shared today... Besides the free gift, where would they go? I would love for them to watch the master class first, but truthfully, if they if they wanted to just talk to me right away from what they've already heard, I'd be delighted to talk with them, and they can schedule that at lifesnewgame.com forward slash schedule. Sounds good. Well, Ed, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. My guest today has been the founder and CEO of Enlightened Leadership Solutions, Ed Oakley. Thank you again, Ed, for joining us. Thank you, Dave. It's been an honor. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how wealth, health, and relationships are the key to true prosperity and how Ed has reinvigorated his life and his business. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.